Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Dragoncast, home of House of the Dragon. Gather your small council, send out your ravens and call in your bannermen. I'm Hand of the King Jamie East, here to guide you through the insane world of Westeros and beyond. Here we go, here we go, here we fucking go. All right, lads. Oi, 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 It's the big one. Uh, welcome, welcome to Dragoncast. I'm Jamie East. And I am Chris Mandel. And this is our penultimate. What a week of penultimates we're having. Um, it's all the penultimates. This is our pen- penultimate Game of Thrones rewatch, uh, which is terrifying to think of. Uh, yeah, it? it's been a long, a long, long journey in a way. It really has. Um, even though we've only done like a third of the amount of shows, hmm. it's still, I think we've put in a good stint. It's been a big... It's been a big part of our lives for quite a long time. Really? Um, it does feel like we've kind of, yeah, been in the, not in the trenches because it's not hard, yeah. but you know, it's, it's quite a big, a big commitment. It's quite strange to think of it coming to an end. I think especially because we're doing season eight a bit differently. Yeah. Um, I was watching, when I was watching episode four, uh, if you, if you're wondering what we're doing, we're doing, we're doing episode, season eight episodes three and four today. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought, I was like, how many times have I been sat watching Game of Thrones, making notes on Game of Thrones? Mm. I was just like, my God, more hours than I care to remember. And it probably won't be the last time. Like, you know, we'll, we'll watch these episodes again at some point. I mean, oh, yeah, season, 100%. Been, season eight's been really fun for me because it's I haven't really watched it that much. I've seen um, The Long Night, the episode where covering first yeah. of our two. I have seen that a couple of times, I think, because, um, okay. you know, it is always on Sky. <laughs> it's a big one. Um, yeah. But I've never watched it in order. So to get to do the final season in one sort of gulp is, yeah, quite exciting. And, and it, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely... Have you had time to watch anything else? Is anything else going on in, in the Mando TV universe? Did I tell you that we were watching Top of the Lake? I think I did bring that up Which one's week. that? No, you, I don't... That's, I don't is oh, that, no, is that the, the New Elizabeth. Zealand... Yeah, is that Elizabeth, Moss Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, I watched the first so, season. Really enjoyed that. I don't we're on think the first I, season. I'm yeah. not sure I even got around to watching this. Is the second one's got Gwendolyn Christie in it? Hasn't it, it has. Yeah, I sort of forgot that um, there was two seasons. I think we're only going to watch season one. So I think we're actually about to watch the last episode. Oh wow! So there's okay. another another penultimate there. We just had heard good things. We weren't really finding anything mm. that we were super into. So we decided to watch it, and it's pretty good. I have to okay. say. 
it's good. also absolutely batshit. Like, I feel like it's It is crazy, written. isn't it? Peter Mullen's brilliant in it, isn't he? Yes, as yeah. the guy who, the inexplicably Scottish man on the remote island. In New, in Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, of course. Um, the thing I would say about it is, like, it feels really sort of dated to this, in the sense that it, it feels about 13 years old. And that's mm. not a criticism as so much as, like, everything is just written like they were on cocaine. Like, it's just the most... Every episode is just doing the most. And it's like, you know, maybe something that we'll talk about in this episode, just about like laying your tracks down shows now, like Succession and Barry, like they're very good about sort of, they know where the guardrails are and they know where they're going. And this show is a bit like Thrones has been, where it's kind of just like, what if everything is a major plot twist all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I'm watching it and like, you know, I think I must be quite a frustrating person to watch television with because I'm going, well, how much time has jumped between that scene and this scene? Oh, where she was at the bottom of the hill now and it's nighttime and she's at the top of the hill and it's the morning, you know, like an absolute yeah. killjoy. But yeah, 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 just yeah. one of those things that you can't stop doing when you watch a lot of television. Continuity Chris, that's what we're calling. Yeah, con- I thought you were going to say continuity cunt. <laughs> continuity Same thing. Chris. Yeah. Um, so we've been watching that and okay. we're watching Barry, which is... Just yeah, I've, I've, I've paused, Barry. We've had a bit of a family. We've found a series as a family in the East Household, which doesn't happen that often. So we've been watching From. Have you heard about From? No. So From is, uh, it's on Sky Sci-Fi, I think, but it's also on, I think you can get it on Amazon Prime and, and hire it in various places. It's basically Lost, and it stars mm. Michael, Walt's dad from Lost, yeah, Harold Perano. Uh, yes. Perano. Basic premises. If you imagine Lost, not as an island, but as a town. So it's like okay. remote, kind of like American Midwestern town. There's like a gas yeah. station on the outskirts. Yeah. People start driving through and they go, oh, this is a quaint town. Then an hour later, they're like, hang on a second, haven't we just passed this town? And they realise okay. that they just they keep going around, they keep getting stuck. And there's monsters okay. there that only come out at night. So they have these mm-hmm. talismans that protect them. And it's all it's all quite good. But it's it's quite... It's quite an easy, daft mm. watch. And it's quite scary. It's like a, it's, it's right, meant to be a right. horror. So if you're into your kind of horror, jump scares kind of thing, as my kids are far more than parents always tend mm. to be, um, that's been a good watch, I think. But There's two things that are coming up that I'm sort of excited for. One okay. is the fourth season of True Detective. Yes, with Jodie Foster. With Jodie Foster. Oh. I, I, I didn't actually stick... I didn't watch the third season. No. Which I think had Mahershala Ali in it. It started... The problem with True Detective is that the first season was just so, so good. good. And it was so stylistically different. And it was yeah. like, it was like, oh my God, this, this it's like a, a long play. Uh, it's a mm. bit like the third mm. man, the Jude Law thing that Very was on Sky, so. Sky Atlantic a couple of years ago, which was kind of slightly tried to break the rule book a little bit. But yeah, True Detective yeah. season one was incredible. Season two was one of the biggest dramatic disappointments I've ever experienced yeah. in my life. It was yeah. awful. It was it was just trying so was hard. It? Colin Farrell and... Rachel McAdams that. was in it. Yeah, it was just And... It was awful. Oh my God, there was someone else. Um, I, was rev- I used to review it. Yeah. Um, and I every week I just hated it and I kept thinking, God, why, why, <laughs> why am I, I doing, doing this? this to myself? But um Taylor Kitsch, of course. Yes. I, forgot, I sort of forgot who he was. 
Uh, Vince Vaughn. Oh my God, Vince Vaughn. That was, was it. Four, that's the thing. There was four lead characters, which is crazy. Yeah. That's too it was, many. It was, I watched one episode. I think maybe we watched two episodes. I was just like, I'm out. This I watched all of it. So season three, I didn't bother with. Season four, I, I mean, it basically looks like that show um, that I'm sure we've been to the we went to see when it launched, which was set in Svalbard. Do you know? Was, oh, um, for, for, um, fortitude. 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 Yes. Yeah. Love that. It kind of looks a bit like that. Good. But I also think with true detective, I've kind of come back around to being like, it's kind of, I don't care about any consistency. I don't care mm. about all it is, is a vehicle to just fling some A-list talent. Yeah. A really, really expensive setting, and I'm kind of so I'm kind of just I'm willing to just go there and see and see what it's doing. I think the Jodie other- Foster's hit rate is pretty good as well. You'd kind of think that someone like Jodie Foster would have gone, okay, I need to see the script because this is yeah, a really yeah. bad few years. And and, uh, and let me let me Jodie Foster it up. like she'll bring a lot to it. I yeah. feel like if Kate Winslet um, doing Mare of Easttown, I'm like it feels like mm. that to me. Where it's like yes. we're going to just get to see. Um, we're just going to get to see her work incredibly well. And mm. I'm just like, I'm here for that. I don't really care about like, it doesn't have to be the best show. I just want like a really good, clean drama. Yeah. The other thing um, is Marvel's Secret Invasion. So I've been off grid with the Marvel stuff. I just can't keep up with it. It feels like yeah. homework. There's <laughs> just so much so, like so Easter I watched, eggs. I, I did Quantumania. Awful. Yeah. Fucking I hell. Th- that film I have to say. Terrible. I have to say. I didn't get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I didn't get the hype. I went to mm. see it. All these people going, oh my God, I cried so many times. It's like, really? Yeah. Come on. It was yeah. It was a bit of a rehash of Toy Story. You know, there's a Toy right. Story subplot there. Toy Story 2 subplot. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I, it needs a hit. It just needs... It really, really you know, need a hit. I don't Endgame, know where... It's just been a shambles. I don't know where they're going to get a hit from, given... <laughs> No offense to Captain Marvel two that's coming out in November, but well, I'm there's like, just loads, isn't there? You know, I don't really. The problem that the Marvel has is that is that they just did it. I think we mentioned it in the last or the last couple of podcasts that and Infinity War and Endgame are they're just virtually impossible to better. Yeah, and yeah. and what they've tried to do is just do a continuation of it. You know, so actually, you know, it's yeah. unfair because after Infinity, after Endgame, we had Spider Man. Um, Far from no way. home or no yeah, way home, from, and that was home. that. That was fantastic. That was really good. Um, yeah, I like that. So, what is Even Secret Invasion? Though, is that's like so Samuel Secret Jackson, Invasion is, is it? TV. It's Samuel L. Jackson, Amelia Clark, Olivia Coleman, Kingsley Benadire, um, and it's sort of a sort of CIA kind of running around with guns kind of version. Uh, okay. Okay. So I think it actually could be quite good. I think it could be quite good for the casual fan. It's six episodes, which okay. is sort That's of, I'm like, okay, do. this is basically a film. Yeah. but um, And it's all to do with scrolls who are aliens that can look like, they can look like other people. So I think so the whole... The, vo- played by Ben Mendelsohn. Ben in, Mendelsohn, um, who is in it as well. Yeah. I saw, I saw him in London. It was Did last you? time I was in London. I was walking down uh, Brewer Street. I was like, "That man, this man walking towards me looks ben exactly Mendelsohn. like Ben Mendelssohn." And it was. lo and behold, it was fucking Ben Mendelssohn. I love that. Sure. What was he doing? Like, what was he doing in Brewer Street? He was, he was like with his shopping? kids. He was just like with his kids and like family. I think maybe he was nice. finishing up this. Do they do this here? I don't know. Who knows? Who maybe. knows? 
Anyway, so that's what I'm looking forward to. And yeah, if anyone wants to tell us what they're watching, that would be amazing. Yeah, please do. Get in touch. We That'd are, you know, the the well, our well is drying up. So, uh, so dry. we do need some good stuff. Um, the Cannes Film Festival's on. The Idol is... Uh, Oof. Oh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to hate watch hate watch it maybe yeah i think it I, just I mean, I it just I seems will, yeah. deeply problematic it just seems i think on, a, on many many i think levels. also i think the biggest the, the most scathing criticism i heard was that it was like the most insincere attempts to be horny that like i that, that excuse they just me can't. i'll be the judge of that <laughs> just all very like um it, somebody said it was all kind of very like ooh, are you offended yet like ooh, she's giving him a blowjob like post me too and it's all just like oh, guys see, are trying right. so hard to be like but it just it just feels yeah, i don't know yeah i just don't i just don't dig the whole the press run that they've done for it as well like lily rose depp like smoking and kind of like just it's mm. just like is this the first thing she's been in and it's kind of like she ain't a star you know this isn't this isn't she's not Bridget Bardot. Also, the weekend, like, he did this interview where he was like, I was, I went, I had to cancel a concert because I forgot how to sing. And I think it was because I was so in the character of my character who can't sing. What a cunt. That I forgot how to sing. And I was like... You absolute bellend. It's giving, I think he's like Jeremy Strong. But he's not. But even Jeremy Strong would be like, that's a bit on the nose. And well, I, I just mentioned Jeremy I, Strong in, in lieu of um, uh, of anything else. Do go, and if you finish listening to the Sound of Succession, go and listen to the official Succession podcast. Jeremy Strong was on it, uh, oh, talking about the that. funeral episode. And oh. actually, what a nice guy! Like yeah, I was I expecting, like a difficult kind of like, oh, you just don't understand me. Uh, yeah, what a yeah. nice guy. No, I do think he's. I mean, everyone did sort of laugh at his methods, but he's he is. It is funny. It's comical how seriously he takes it, but also the work speaks for itself. And I think like... Yeah, exactly. He seems like an incredibly hardworking, incredibly conscientious actor. And I don't know if I'll necessarily be drawn to him in many other things, but... Maybe, yeah. I read, I think I read somewhere, was it in one of those profile pieces where he was like Heath Ledger's uh, like daughter's guardian and there was a really sweet, sweet sidebar that he he helped... um, her and, and Heath Ledger's widow, whose name escapes me. Michelle um, Williams. Michelle Williams, like, helped him through the, the, the death and has always been there for him. And, you know, yeah, what a nice guy. Like a, seems anyway. like a good guy. Anyway, God, we've done it again, haven't we? 15 minutes in and we've not even begun to talk about, arguably... Chatty Cathy's over here. No, well, we miss each other. It's been it's been a few days. Um, <laughs> should we do it? So so we'll, we'll do... We'll do season eight, episode three now, and then we'll have a break, and then we'll come back and uh, do season four. Two extremely, you, you could not get two more different episodes. Different, again, right? yeah. I was back just thinking back. that. I, I mean, you couldn't. I mean, okay. So let's let's just let's just crack on. So the long night. Mm. I, I still, you know, I watched it, loved it. Still, arguably, should have been the last maybe the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think this should have been episode five or six. Yeah. I think this is where they should have ended it. Absolutely. Because what what follows feels like a slog. (laughs) Well, yeah, there was, I mean, there were a few highlights in in episode four, but yes, it was like, what a come, it was the, it was the the empty and the 
emptying the bin bags of bottles into the into the recycling the day after a great party. Very cleaning vomit off the walls <laughs> feeling for me. But this episode is is really stunning and yeah. yeah. I love that it, you know, it was literally episode two, end of episode two, we heard the horn blowing and, and it was just straight in there. It was still nighttime. They're all still presumably pissed. This is the thing about this show. Like, I cannot get my head around how drunk they all are. And, or like they haven't slept. And I'm like, guys, I cannot even like function without a cup of coffee at yeah. seven in the morning. Yeah. And you guys are like, oh, I'm just gonna but it must be adrenaline, right? It must be Gotta be adrenaline, you know. Unless we you know, we probably just don't see the kind of there must be a trestle table with some bacon rolls on or yeah. you know, a few Nespresso pods knocking around. There must be. They, you know, just even a few lines of like Winterfell Coke you know, <laughs> to get you going. Yes. Um <laughs> I don't think they do coke. They do mushrooms. Well, brand- if it was Winterfell, yeah, it would just be smoking really weird tree bark. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Tormund. It's would have, a bit of a ki- yeah. Tormund yeah. would have some proper hallucinogenic. A little tablespoon of like whale blubber yeah. that they'd sort of like, like fermented, yeah. buried it under a under a oh. tree for twenty years. Um, um, anyway, so we open up. Miguel Sapochnik directed it um, as he as he always does. R.I.P. Miguel. The, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, come back, Miguel. Um, <laughs> love a scared Samwell. Everyone loves a scared Samwell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, what it did this episode, about three or four times maybe, it, it was really clever in its establishing where everyone is, how they're feeling and what they're mm. doing. Like I think maybe two or three times there's like a tracking shot or a one shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we open with one where it's just like, dragon glass getting ready there's like people mm. like buckling up and taking deep breaths and side-eyeing everybody and and i do i do love that as a mechanic in game of thrones they do do that really yeah. really well i loved yeah and we talked about it last week but the way that they've used the intro to set up the kind of interiority of winterfell yeah so that we understand when sansa is in the crypt or if someone is in the library or if someone is in the great hall you sort of understand where it is i do think yeah one thing i would say uh, I, what I liked about rewatching it is it is still confusing, but the confusion is the point. Whereas I think first time I watched it, I was going, where are they going now? Where is that? What's going on? Right, but okay, I, yeah. I think when you sort of are not as stressed about catching everything, because you yeah. sort of know where it's going to go, yeah. you can sort of lean into the, you know, it's quite foggy at times. It's the camera's actually not there's there's points where there's these tracking shots and, and it feels like the show's not trying to hold your hand. And I do think at the time they got criticised for that. And I think I watched it again, like last week, and I was like, mm, I kind of see what the, the idea... It's supposed to be like a war film. It's supposed to yeah. be like Dunkirk yeah. or something like that. And I appreciated that a lot more this time. Just, mm. just the intention behind some of the direction. Um, there's some really clever directorial decisions made in this episode mm. number one and it only occurred to me watching this episode it must have been the same for all of the battles and everything in Mac- is that all of the principal characters are the only ones that don't wear helmets so that you can Literally. see so that you can see yeah. who they are so you go there's yeah. brienne there's uh, john there's ed you know there's all, all these it's like oh no wonder that so many fucking dies because the only one's not wearing bloody helmets i know and i forgot how good how how good i may be jumping ahead a bit 
I'd forgotten about uh, Melisandre coming back mm. and casting the spell on all the Dothraki swords, and that's to sort of light them up, right? The shot of lighting them up like like uh, like old Derek Dondarrion's, um, and just how clever it was to show the might of the uh, the Whites and the White Walkers by nothing other than seeing flames blow out it must have been yeah it was such a clever budgetary decision i would imagine yeah that's like yeah. well how can we we can't ha- we can't do like loads of set pieces of thousands of dothraki horses fighting whites who are also all cgi'd i know we'll have all you'll see is from a distance uh, a crest of a crescent of flames yeah, running in yeah, yeah. and getting blown out Just it's brilliant. one of those things where it's it's a very as you said it's a very clever way of establishing the stakes it is kind of i remember going like oh my god all these flaming swords like we're gonna be all right and then yeah exactly it was such a cool minutes later it's just like no those dothraki though like can we just give a shout out to the dothraki they came all the way over most of them just get completely wiped out i mean within an hour yeah and they've come over because they just love daenerys like she flexed she like conquered all the different dothraki groups They've come over across the sea, which they've never done in history. Probably hated and it. Yeah. They probably hated it. They're all seasick. Freezing. Their horses yeah. are shitting themselves everywhere. Yeah. And they finally go into battle and they just, most of them get killed. It's so rubbish. They did not do well. Yeah. But after all of that. I thought, um, yeah, I mean, so you're, I was just saying, I kind of, my feelings on it are definitely softened. I like it. I liked it more than I think I did at the time. Even though I loved it at the time, I feel like I appreciate it in lots of new ways. I mean, what was it like for you kind of doing a rewatch? Are you in the same headspace as me? What, rewatching this? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, it's what it's, I think it's, it's one of my favourite episodes. I just found it so satisfying. It's like, let's say it's part war, it's part Dunkirk, mm. it's part Tomb Raider, it's part Doom. It's like a horror it's film like, at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? It's like playing a computer game. Um, plus, it's... I found it deeply satisfying on an emotional level because yeah. because you get we get we get resolution. We lose some great characters that we'd forgotten. Mm. I forgot Ed uh, died. We'd, um, um, yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten. I'd I'd forgotten how much I enjoyed just the drama of it all and the music and the, and the hopelessness and the way that, that it built tension up the bits that annoyed me still annoyed me a little bit. What I were think. the bits that annoyed you? It's difficult. You know, Bran, it's difficult not to, it's difficult not to be annoyed by the slight kind of plot hole that they had to sort out, which was like, they had to have this target. There has to be a bullseye. There has to be a, 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 a bottleneck of, of drama mm. somewhere. So like sticking Bran in the, in the weirwood, in the woods. by the weirwood tree. And him just going, what? I, I have to go now. And it's just yeah. like, really? You could, you yeah. could maybe not, you know, you don't have to, you're not, you know, there's bits like, it, it, Bran just didn't really need to be there other than just to be the target. And it just yeah. felt a bit odd. There's like the bit where he walked into Ravens. Didn't do that anything. That was something I was going to ask about, that when he did that, I was like, oh shit. And then I was like, what is he doing? Yeah, he didn't do anything. He just had a look. And he didn't tell anybody either. You know, he mm. wasn't, he wasn't passing. The thing is, that's, that's the annoying thing. It's like, 
He could have gone, right, well, they've, they're all up there. They're on this hill. You've got the, the Night Kings somewhere else. The White Walkers are flanking, blah, blah, blah. And they could have gone, right, well, we need to do this. You know, at least help your guys out. And I know there's a yeah. bit like, well, what will pass will pass. You're a good man, Theon. Um, yeah. All of that kind of stuff. But it just annoyed me a bit. I do think what I found on the rewatch, though, is like understanding that like the only reason that the Night King's there is because of Bran does help contextualize like why anything is happening but yeah. theon I, I actually found theon being like i'll protect you to make up for what i did at winterfell and back in season two that actually did work for me a lot more than yeah. it did at the i mean time. i loved i, I loved of, theon's it, i was like yeah. you're yeah you're like not you're not you're like you're like the steps sibling you're fake family like you're yeah. not like an actual stark the thing that I, if there's one thing that bugs me and there is more than one thing but if i'm just going to start on one thing okay. it's like Arya jumping out of nowhere, killing the Night King, right? Okay. I don't mind her killing the Night King. She's yeah. very good at killing people. Yeah. But couldn't she have timed it a bit sooner so that Theon didn't get killed? Like, it's just so, like... Well, maybe, yeah. I think I was I was watching this and I'm trying to work out Arya through this and following her movements because she kind of, like, goes through quite a few stages of... Mm. We see quite a few different Arias. And... And it wasn't in, until Melisandre gave her a destiny, and rem- or rather helped her decode the riddle that yeah. she'd given her a few seasons back. Back in season three. Is that what it was? We didn't, yeah. we didn't watch it. We haven't done it on our rewatch, but it's yeah. the one where they climb the wall, the climb. Got you. Uh, okay. John and she says, you will close many eyes. Uh, brown, blue, and... No, brown, brown, brown green, and, green and, and, bi- blue. and blue. Yeah. And she says it this episode and she emphasizes the blue. And I think... Yeah. Okay. And, so and then my, it was like, then she, then, she, then she also said, what do we say to the God of Death? Um, not today. Which was, which kind of reminded... I think she kind of... She reminded Arya that even though she's back at Winterfell, she's still the faceless assassin. She still has those yeah. moves. She still has those tricks up her like, Remember your training. I mean, I think like Arya's training and Arya's journey has been one of the most like uh, consistent in the sense that she's always been learning how to be a killer. Yeah. And she's killed death. I mean, that's just like the most amazing end to her sort of arc. Yeah. But I do think that... Um, the, I mean, I can't tell when Melisandre said that line to her in season three. I mean, they didn't know they were going to do this. So I do find it well, we'd, frustrating that... Don't you think? You, um, I, I mean, they can't have known then, surely. But I, I sort of love the idea. I, think I don't know how you can... I don't know. If you're Daniel and David, if you're like two seasons in, writing the third, you know you've got a hit on your hands by then. Mm. You must... You must, 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 must have had a conversation where it's gone like, okay, wouldn't it be great if? It's the like, thing or, is, th- or talking to George about it. It's like, well, what's Arya's thing? Because we know that HYZ in the, mm. in the book, she's training to be this assassin. She's got this list. She's trained to be a killer. Bran's going to be the, we know that Bran's, George has told us that Bran's going to be the guy on the throne. Mm. Um, we know that. The John's- other thing is that the other thing is blue eyes doesn't say the Night King. It just means white walkers. Right. So I guess the line is kind of clever because it's sort of it could be that she will be important against the White Walkers. But then what she does is she does the ultimate closing of the blue eyes, which is she kills the main man. Right. Yeah. So yes. it's actually kind of it's there's more to it. In It's not like Melisandre was like, you're going to kill the Night King. Because I think if she'd done something that was that specific, I'd have been like, 
really. Yeah, but... I, I, I loved Melisandre coming back in this episode. It, it, for me, it brought that 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 magic back, and she had she she redeemed herself. You mm. know, uh, for all her kind of like fuck ups, she kind yeah. of she she redeemed herself. There was there was a lot of people that just no one died an ignoble death. In no. This. I you do know? think though I'd like more I'd like more people to have died. I thought the deaths Theon aside, I thought most of them I was like, eh. Well, Lady eh, Mormont. Dolores, was- La- Dolores, Lady Mormont, I was that was the most probably one of the most surprising for me. Because I thought they would want to keep Bella Ramsey around and have her be like the next queen of Bear Island or whatever. So I was surprised that her Theon and Jorah, good, but I think with Jorah, I mean he's been ill for so long. He's been banished so many times. I was like, this guy is going. It was almost certain that he was going to die saving yeah. Daenerys' life as well. I mean, that was kind yeah. of um, preordained, wasn't it? Yeah. Your man, Derek. Um, Derek. Cut fine. I'm, I don't feel I don't feel like that was a big, sad yeah. moment for me. But yeah, it's like um, we mentioned before. It's kind of like going into this. We were like, oh my God, no one's going to... How many people are going to... Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of really I think the the thing I think about when we were watching earlier seasons is there was a lot of bite like the people you really didn't want to die would die or even not even just that but like if you think about Ober and Martel dying it was like it had it was the most like it was such a problematic death because it made everything worse for everyone do you know what I mean yeah. like yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. kind of yeah. it really set the cat amongst the pigeons whereas none of these deaths really do because everyone burns them in the next episode and then sort of moves on. I think I think a really good example would be if Jamie could have died, Cersei then is like even more incensed that like you know, she didn't yeah. say goodbye, they ended on bad terms. I think that would well, have Brienne been Brienne dying would have made Jamie Brienne, incensed. Brienne before having this kind of um reunion, but this meeting of minds with with Arya again or Jamie. Like I would have loved her to be a bit more like someone being robbed of something. Yeah. 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 Um, no, you're and right. I do think yeah. some of it, yeah, but, but also they want at this point in the show, they want everyone to have a big moment and you know, you, you have a fan base, you have a, a show like a universe. You want to give them all a big send off. I get it. It's really, you know, it's a bit like with, you know, end game. Oh, you end Infinity War and like loads of people die and then they all come back and you're like, oh yeah, I guess everyone wants to have their like nice moment at the end. Yeah. Um, obviously there were some big characters that died in uh, in Endgame, like Tony Stark. Spoiler alert. But yeah, I'm just saying like, you know, there wasn't really that many casualties, even though there was like 36 superheroes hanging out. But um, yeah, it, it's... Yeah. It's, it is better. It's, it was a lot better than I thought. I thought that the bits I really loved were the interior shots. Like Tyrion was great. Arya running through the library. It, oh, very really The Last good. of Us. Yeah. Very The yes. Last of Us. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. And that's before I even watched The Last You know, you watch it now and you're like, oh, this is just so interesting. I'll tell you what I would say, if I'm going to be a bit rude. I don't think it needed to be 80 minutes long. <laughs> No, the, 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 you're right. There was there was probably 10, 15 minutes of just battle for battle's sake. Mm. 
I think. Mm. Although it's like the trench bit was good. You know, the, the fact that they realised that, that, that um, you know, they'd planned this, but then they hadn't accounted for the cloud of ice, the fog that, that the Night King was going to bring, and Daenerys couldn't see the trench and couldn't see their signals. I, I really enjoyed that. And also that, um, again, it just added weight in a couple of scenes just to show you the... Because I think the problem the problem was was, was that they were fighting a battle that they thought they could win by just fighting them and beating all yes. of their people. Yes. Whereas actually what what was always going to be the case was that it was never about that. It was about the Night King. And they, they, they you know, ever since they realised that John realised that, you know, or Sam realised that you can kill a knight, a, a, a knight, a knight walker with... With a with a dragon glass or Valyrian steel, and they they've only kind of guessed by killing the, that White Walker that then killed all the Whites around it in this yeah yeah that if they killed the the whole Night King killing the Night King thing was just a theory. It was just kind of like a maybe. Maybe if we kill him, everyone dies. You know that that yeah. Would, so it's yeah. But there it's, were, been, it's go on. The, my point was that there were lots of there were lots of things where like oh we're going to do this we're going to flank them. They're never going to beat them, and that that the trench scene was really good at showing them that. Where it's just like the Night King was just like, okay, they're just going to stop there because there's fire, so they're just standing there looking at you. And the Night King's like, now nah, fuck this, okay, I've got I've got about three million of them, so they're just yeah. kind of like it's like a swarming of ants, like just sacrificing yeah. one so that one can climb on top of the other, and yeah. you know you realise that actually there's no there's no hope for them, and that's it took. And my one problem with it, and it's a con- it's a timing thing, was just like this would have been over in five minutes. Like mm. this would genuinely have been over in five minutes if that if that was true to course. There's no way that they'd have just swarmed it like in World War Z when you see the the yeah, zombies yeah. the climbing the wall in Israel. That's just what would have happened here. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. I like. I think you're right though. I like the fact that they hit a few duds when they're trying to figure out how to do things. It does feel for like a good portion of the episode, like maybe at least the first third, maybe even the second third where it's not working. And it does, I think at the first time I watched it, I was like, this is so frustrating. But now you watch it and you're, I, I didn't, I really didn't remember a lot of the beats of what happened. No, really. I forgot about I the trench. Really, I'd forgot about the swords. And yeah. I forgot about like John and Daenerys, like getting lost and going up above the clouds. And then the yeah. Night King really sort of stuff. I'll tell you something I love though, and I've always said this when we talk about battles on this show, is like the people in the castle always have some of the most interesting bits of character development. And I loved Sansa, you know, going inside, Arya giving her the dragon glass dagger and saying, she goes, I don't know how to use it. And she goes, stick them with the pointy end. And, you know, it can be a little like, you know, that Simpsons meme where they're like, say the line, Bart. Yeah, <laughs> goes, yeah. I didn't yeah. do it. And they go, way. And Yay. people do it when like, when you see like someone in the newspaper that's like, I got on the property ladder at 19 and yeah, you go, yeah. say the line. Say the and line. then they go, my mum and dad did give me a hundred million pounds. And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. hey, Yay. when, sometimes when they do quote themselves on a show like Thrones, I'm a bit like, oh, here we go. But when I heard that one, I was like, it's very I sensible. love this. Because she was doing learn. it for herself for more than anything, you know, it's kind of like, it, and it was also the, the logical line. It's just like, cause it, yeah. It, it, and yeah. it's also like the whole thing that the, that Bran is, is trying to, trying to kind of like introduce. And the thing that the Night King wants to extinguish is knowledge. Like you have this memory now, this means something to you. Like I've passed this on to you in the way that I was told how to do it by John. 
you know, there's stuff like that is really charming. Um, yeah. Also, Sansa's conversation with Tyrion about their marriage. Loved and, it. Loved it. You know, it is it it one of the things that season eight gets really well is these moments where you feel really rewarded for being there the whole time. I mean, it's I get thinking Sansa and Tyrion married for like five days, mm. but her looking back on that is like, yeah, that you were, you were one of the good ones. You were nice to me. You've always been nice yeah. to me. And, and you, it might've worked out actually if, yeah. if I'd had to stuck around. And I was like, Oh, I, I do. You do get quite, I get quite emotional sometimes thinking of these like sliding doors moments where what 100%. would it have looked like if Santa hadn't fled? What would it have looked like if yeah. she had got pregnant and had a family with him? Um, it's yeah. yeah. The, things like that are just really lovely. One thing, occurred to me watching this as well was was Daenerys almost like a, almost a pretty much a bit part player in this episode to be fair she was yeah and with this and episode four which we'll talk about in a minute she's actually really bad at at, at anything that doesn't involve her saying Dracarys she's she's yeah. just not she's just not a very good leader you know no I think because um, at this point she's about a commander and she's, I think she is quite a good political manoeuvrer, but this is well, like... She, yeah, but with brute force. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's, that's true. She is good at brute force. She is good at blowing it's, it's shit up. It's always been brute work. force. She's never really negotiated a way through anything. No, I just mean more that like her narrative is like PR gold, right? Yeah. Like I conquered, I freed, my assistant is a, was a slave and I pay her like a living, you know, yeah. she's got a good yarn, but you can't do that but i thought yeah just because of the story necessitates it john is like riding a dragon like he's been doing it all his life yeah um and yeah daenerys does suffer in this episode i also thought you know maybe this is just from us watching house of the dragon but i thought god if you were her you would have learned how to use a weapon by this point if you're gonna be this like warrior queen this is what i mean she fell off that she fell off the dragon she's on the floor she didn't know what the fuck to do she just kind of went to pieces and it's like you got lady yeah, Mormon. this has never happened before you, you got lady Mormon, but it hadn't that's the point this is it yeah she was yeah. so out of her depth you know because she's never had to you know you fuck about you find out and this was that was the first time that that had occurred that that, that had happened where there were no dragon there and a load of fucking people wanting to kill her and if it wasn't mm. for george she'd have been obviously absolute toast but and it, and it and that that's a so I think this was actually the start of 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 her bitterness. You know, she, John mm. and Danny they'd already gone to bed on an argument. They were all, they were barely speaking at the beginning of this, were they? So it's like yeah, that's right. Yeah, because there's all this problem. Literally, as the horn blew at the end of episode two, yeah. he's like, um, "I've got a better claim than you." <laughs> yeah, I know you you mentioned Arya the, the killing the knights, Night King. The five minutes leading up to that or maybe the two or three minutes leading leading up to that, were just electrifying TV. It was just fucking great. Because even watching it now, I was just like, I was like, oh my God, we all thought that John was going to be the one. All the way through, we yeah. were teased that John yeah. would see the Night King and be like, right, I'm following him, I'm following him. And even, you know, when the Night King's like stood in front of Bran and John's still trying to get past the dragon and the dragon just keeps 
battering him back down. Just went, you're like, fuck, what? Oh my God, how's he going to get, he's got like, he's got to get around the corner and through that door yet. And he's, and yeah. the Night King's right. I was still kind of like, half of you is like, wow. So I just loved it. And John leading up to that moment, there's another of that establishing shots where you just knew that they were fucked. You had Grey Worm on his back. You had Brienne and Jamie against the wall. You had Sam. He tried. To, he, he was torn for a moment. John, like uh, Sam, was about to be killed, and he was like, "I, I love you. I can't. This is this is the thing I've got mm. to do." Yeah. I loved that moment, and you know, the I will forever go back and watch reaction videos of Arya killing the Night King on YouTube because it's just fucking great. It's just, it is really good. I just, it's just, it's just a, sometimes you just need to be a bit Hollywood. And sometimes, and, and the whole, it was just, it was like, oh, it's Ari, she's jumped. Oh, that bit, forgetting that he could probably have just crushed her neck, like, and be done with it. But just the drop of the, the move that, 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 um, Serio taught her. It was mm. just like, it was just brilliant. It was just brilliant. I loved it, loved it, loved it. If anything, the problem was that it just like, it's like, killed, that's it, done. It's like, it was almost, it was almost too, because the Night King doesn't have a personality, there was no emotional payoff from yeah. seeing, seeing him realising he'd lost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He yeah. just turned to glass and exploded. And it, um, then it, I think, yeah, I mean, it's not that they could have done it any different, but I think... No, exactly. It really suffers from a lack of... I'm like, you know, it, you just don't... It, there's there's a really empty feeling from it. And I think, what is... I mean, I, <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, what does the Night King think is going on? <laughs> He's got this like enemy and he's like, okay, you were an old man. You're now in a wheelchair and you're like 19. Yeah. But you're the what's same his guy. Inner monologue? Yeah. What's his inner monologue? Right. And like, he what's he there? thinking? He's like, and, who? And, what's his voice? <laughs> How does the Night King talk? What, what's, I what think kind like of voice really, is really Scandinavian. Uh, well, like maybe Matson from Succession. Yeah. So he's up to yeah. Bran. So he's walked up to Bran. He's like, privacy, pussy, pasta, raver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to take my time. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's, it's just kind of interesting. I mean, it doesn't think it doesn't have any feelings. That's the whole point. It's like watching a dog eat. A I know, but sausages, you just, you wanted, like, you wanted your, but I Alan, just, you wanted Alan Rickman falling off the tower in Die Hard. That's what you wanted, you know? Yeah. And I think also it, it just, it does feel like if it's not, if it doesn't mean anything to him, when it, this is happening. I mean, yeah. honestly, there's all, there's all, he's never seen a Dothraki before, right? It is, is he going, what the fuck is this? What are these guys doing? Why haven't they got their tops on? It's freezing. Even, dra- even dragons, right? So has he even met a dragon before? You know, one of them flew over the wall last season and he just went, do you know what? I'm just going to kill that. Yeah. Got well, it in my one. Javelin. I've had and these javelins for ages. Never yeah. seen it before. And then just goes, do you know what? I might have that. And yeah. then he goes, oh, it breathes fire. The fire's blue. Okay. And then he just goes, do you know what? I'm just going to fly this, even though it's got holes in its wings. Have we got I'm, a chain anywhere? Know. Yeah. That's, that's getting into our, seven, you know what? our season seven, like, and another thing. But yeah, <laughs> and I get you. That's, it's that, that's what was missing. To, there was the hole yeah. there. That it, was that it wasn't satisfying in the fact that we saw the enemy suffer and also yeah. realised that they'd lost. It was just like, but I you think, know, it's a bit, it's a little bit Tony Soprano. It is a little bit, yeah. But I think also I just sort of wonder if, like, I know that they decided that the Night King created everything, so it ends with him. But like, 
a white walker being able to create another white walker feels like that could have meant that like there's five white walkers we have to kill so john and daenerys go could have taken one Arya is doing one brienne's doing one because the thing about it is and again in the grand scheme of things you know we're recording this on wednesday evening the sun is out the birds are singing life is good okay in the grand scheme of things but i'm like why the fuck did they all have valyrian steel swords why does valyrian steel you know, you, I'm counting them, going, oh my God, Jamie's got one, Jorah's got one, da 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 da. And you're like, so none of you really needed them after all. After all that. Because you just needed all those, one. Uh, yeah, after them all tipping the wink, like, oh, for But if, it, if, yeah. if this is the thing, I remember going into the final season and I was like, okay, so there's seven Valyrian steel swords in existence. Where's Joffrey's old one? Who's someone? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. going like yeah, yeah. they're all. Well, there were there were think out. pieces written about it. For God's sake, there were tons. I probably wrote some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I think there was a Wired piece that was like, "Where are all the Valyrian steel?" Yeah, um, I wonder. I wondered. I mean, it'd be great. I think if there's one thing we know though is that the people that were involved in this season are still very raw about this season. I think, you know, yeah, the principal yeah. cast haven't even watched House of the Dragons, so they say they say it's too it's too it's still too too soon. It still feels like still feels like home. And mm. I think I hope that for some anniversary that there's like a Harry Potter style reunion where they can just be that. candid and mm. and where where they can admit that some mistakes were made or, or that, or they can express some frustration or that, 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 that this, that, and the other. And maybe Daniel and David could actually go, yeah, you know what? Actually we, we, we did it. We did write a draft where uh, Jamie kills one and this happens and you could go, Oh my God, that'd be so cool. And you know, yeah, I'd love to know. And what, I don't think, that, I don't they, think you yeah. would lose anything from that. Having that. I, I wish think they, they, I think they're really, they got a doubt a really rough hand because this, I mean, they dealt themselves a really rough hand to be fair. But what I was going to say though, is just that like, like Twitter was just really loud. Horrible. Then. And it's not now. No, I mean, it is for different reasons, but like, you know, no one's really going on on house of the dragon on Twitter in the same way. I mean, if you go on Reddit, the subreddits are crazy with people that are like, Oh my God, like this actress is too, it's too pretty to play this character or this act, you know, there's stuff like that. But I do think one of the things that was so difficult with season eight, I mean, remember the coffee cup. In, yeah. Right. They airbrushed that out within like 24 hours because it was yeah. so embarrassing and they were getting yeah. so much shit from people. And then and like, did it again with a water bottle then, the next episode. Yeah. But like, it's one of those things that like, I find it mortifying that, you know, to get that done on an H on the streaming service, to get it changed that quickly, to get your VFX house to do whatever, it must have cost a fucking fortune. And it was just that it was like, right, we have to fix this. That period of the internet being really mad at the show, I do sort of wonder whether if the show was on now, if it just wouldn't get the same blowback. I mean. So I feel for them in a way because I just think it was like the the the, the stakes were just so well, the stakes were high. high, but also they hadn't. I don't think they were really prepared for it. No, you know, and I certainly don't I think. think so. I don't, you know, and I had to say, look, this is not a criticism of anyone because it was a first. It was mm. never before had there been this level of excitement or mm. or expectation. 
there was, you know, there must have been some duty of care put in place for the cast because it must You'd have, hope so. It must have been You'd absolutely so. fucking miserable. I've spoken personally to two or three members of the cast since where they're still kind of like, oof, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I just think it's a shame, like, there's, there's working on the show which they might have gone, oh my God, I'm not sure about this. But I think a lot of them spoke about, like, the thing that was stressing them out was, I don't know what the fans are going to make of this. Yeah, which like, is not, which is so, bad. Which is bad. They're so, and it's not their fault, it's the, the symptomatic of the show, but they're not even shooting and they're going, oh my God, like, Jacob Targaryen 27903 is going to do a, is going to tear my fucking face off when he sees this. Yeah, yeah. I think this, it just, it's really rough, but I think, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, was it Amelia that said in an interview that she when she read the script, she just went off for like a walk for like three hours after finding out what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it must be just, it must be tough. It must be really hard. And, but look, you know what? I defended this at the time, season eight against, mm. I got quite angry about the, you know, and I still stand by. It was just like, everyone gets, and we'll talk about it. Actually, you know what? We'll leave it because it's about the end. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll it. save it for the end, but I'm <clears> with you. I I gave the final episode five stars. Yeah, out of five because because if you take it as an episode of television, this is the best thing to do with the constituent parts from the previous episode. Yeah. I mean, you can you can and I I also I've said this before on Succession. I've said this multiple times to you and elsewhere. Endings are really hard, and they're not really where I think the best work is done. And but we have this idea that the ending is the biggest and best and the culmination of everything. And I think this going into succession, I know it's going to be amazing, but I'm like yeah. the best bit. It's like sort of going up at the end of the roller coaster is not the best part either. That's where everything sort of, you go back into the station and it's yeah, 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 yeah. the bit like a third of the way in, you know, succession second season when everything's just, they're figuring out where they can push it. That's like electrifying. Yeah. 100%. The final season, there's, it's just, this is when you come back down to earth and you have to end it at some point. So, yeah, yeah. but I think they did a good job. I think they really did. I they think- did. You know what? And and I think we've probably done right. We've, 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 we've done 50 minutes on episode three. I don't think episode four is going to take quite as long because... No, I don't think so. <sighs> it was a, um, I mean, it, any closing thoughts on, on, episode on this episode? Yeah. Um, No, I think I'd, I'd, I'd stick with my statement. Just like, should have been the last episode, full stop. Should have ended with the Night King dying. Um, I just, you know, what a fucking great hour, hour and a half of television. It was, yeah. it was, it was satisfying. It's a decade of, a decade of plot led up to that episode. You know, the rest of it, I could, you know, most of what follows, I can give a take, you know. Me too. Me um, too. For, so for me, this this is the the fine. This is this is the accumulation of like why the cat's paw dagger was important. Why Sirio taught the mm, water dance mm. to Arya. Why she became a faceless man. Why you know all of that. All of that stuff. Everything that I loved about Game of Thrones led up to this episode. So yeah, no I think I would say like you know it's a, it's an amazing feat to have attempted and mostly succeeded pulling this off. Like. Most people won't try and make a show this expensive ever again, or not for a long time. It's amazing this exists. Whether it works in its totality or not, doesn't matter. Like, it, this was a time when people spent 55 days filming a battle for an episode of television. Yeah. I mean, that is fucking ridiculous. The other thing I would say, you know, one of my main feelings about this season as a, as a reflection is, 
when you have six episodes and six episodes only, you can't have two whole episodes just being fights. Like, because next episode, which we'll get into in a sec, it has all the character because there was no room for it last episode. And I'm like, it's just too heavy handed and it's too unbalanced. Well, yeah, because then we have another episode, which is all a fight. And exactly. Next episode is, is some of the best, you know, development Mm. character stuff, but it's like 30 courses of your favorite meal. And you're like, and you can't do any of it justice. Let's go for a break. And when we come back, we will tackle season eight, episode four, which is called, Oh my God, I've completely forgot what it's called. And now, uh, the 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 last, the last, the last Stark, Stark, which is a really weird name. We'll get into that. Okay. Let's do it. Back in the tip, back in the tip. Welcome back to Dragoncast. We're covering season eight, episode four, the last of the Starks. Not the last Stark. That would be crazy talk. No. Uh, the last of the Starks. Uh, yeah, and I guess last that's all centered around the fact that that um, John just cannot fucking lie. He cannot like just do the. Sometimes you have to tell a white lie just to keep the peace. He yeah. can't do that. And as it transpires, Sansa can't keep a secret either. And we start off at the beginning of this with the burning of the dead and we end with the rage of Daenerys. Um, mm. What what were your takeaways overall well, I think, from this episode? You know, I think like, like I prefer this kind of stuff to the, the battles. So this is, I think... A, a preferred episode for me in terms of like a lot oh, of okay. things moving forward. I think there's yeah. lots of exciting developments. Um, I thought all the stuff with the, the funeral, the burning of the bodies. What did Daenerys whisper to Jorah, do we think? Oh, I can't remember. Do um, we know? Uh, we oh. should check. The thing is, it, yeah, it, it's um, it's effective, but there's also a little bit of a sense of we have to crack on to the next next problem and you know the characters have that conversation essentially don't they yeah and i think my problem with that is that the next problem just isn't very sexy cersei is someone who suffers from this season because she's got nothing to do and she's got no one to bounce off except that fucking pirate kyburn and it's yeah yeah it's a shame because she you know there's there were points i think around season four this felt like the Lannister show because they were all in the capital and they were all doing their own sort of version of like dysfunctional family. And now you look at her and it's like, yeah, there's nothing for you to do. And that, that that's a real shame. Um, yeah. I, I like this episode a lot. I think what I really love is the way that like Gendry gets legitimized and there's yeah, lots sweet. of these little things Now they're just, again, like, this is what I mean when I say I enjoy it. They're not huge in the grand scheme of things because we don't see 
the fruits of that legitimization. But I love that, you know, there's this sense that she, you know, she talks a big game about breaking the wheel, but here she is carefully rebuilding it with all the pieces that she just to fit smashed. her to, to fit her stagecoach yeah exactly it's really smart though because yeah he's now you know in in debt to you she's in service to you um and you do sort of think well there's no Baratheons left i mean i i kind of wonder like all these castles that no one's been in for three years i'm like who's Fate in on. them yeah exactly who's in them is there like, a, be some is there like, like is it like a holiday home in cornwall or is it just the people from the Literally. wi just go around every week just to Would make you, sure i no just there must be in? some old like really poor family that's like oh the Baratheons have gone like we've just like moved in yeah exactly it's just <laughs> like we're, our, our like sigil is a, a hippo <laughs> and they're like who are you guys and they're like well look no one's really been checking in we've just I'm Gendry Baratheon yeah. uh, who sorry what no 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 I've, I've not seen anyone for, yeah um P- Peter Hippo <laughs> update on Daenerys Whisper oh what is it so uh in the script, it said, Daenerys whispers something to him that he'll never hear and we'll never know. Uh, Emilia Clark apparently wrote her own lines for the part, and only two people know what she wrote, her and Ian Glenn. Ian Glenn uh, said, uh, it's something entirely sincere and true to the moment and something that I'll never forget. Um, and he says, uh, I'll always cherish it because it's something that no one will ever know but the two of us, and that's a memory to hold on to. I call bullshit yeah i feel a bit like i okay, don't guys, believe it's not, it's i not don't that believe deep. I, it's, it's not, not lost in tra- it's not it's not it's not fucking lost in translation whisper i don't think no offense think to amelia clark little... i don't think she crafted um a sonnet of uh of, well it's just what what it's gonna be like thank you or like you're my everything or like good night sweet prince to, no you're the moon to my stars yeah yeah I don't like that. Um, the thing I really hated in this episode. Should I do more nice things before I'm I'm really mean? Or no, no, do, no. Just stick the boot in, then redeem yourself. Okay, here's someone else suffers really badly in this episode. Bron. Oh my god. Oh my god. I awful, hate. Awful just moment. just because they're like we need we need someone in peril at some point. Because oh, but also it's just like we've got. Bronn's still at the pub. <laughs> so Bronn says to Tyrion and Jamie, uh, I have to kill you, guys. Sorry, I have to kill you. And you're like, oh my God, he's going to kill them. And then they go, do you want Highgarden? And he's like, and you're like, well, you don't have Highgarden, really. Yeah. And that's going to take ages. And like, I, like the thing about Bronn, they gave him a really nice castle after the Battle of the Blackwater. And then when Jamie goes to Dawn, he's like, come on, I'll get you an even bigger one. After a certain point, you'd just be like, I mean, how big a fucking castle do you want? But Highgarden is like one of the most valuable castles and one of the most valuable yeah, yeah, seats, yeah. Yeah. right? And they're just like, yeah, do you want that? He's like, sorry, you but can't also, just give any old shit to any old dickhead. Also, the fact that Bronn had double-crossed Tyrion like, uh, uh, yeah. and gone back on that... I didn't buy it. They they built up a. They spent a long time building up that that friend. I know this is. I feel they threw away so much character development because. But they also, were like, but also, if you had done that to Jamie and Tyrion, they're going okay. Have High Garden. He'd be like, yeah, all right, then great. See you later. Jamie would have been like, second he's out, can someone just shoot him in the back of the head with an arrow <laughs> and just kill him? And then it's the, then it's not a problem anymore. 
You this know, is the thing. Like, wouldn't you just say to Arya, like, can you just go and stab him in the face? Exactly. Like, put on one of them faces and just kill him. Be a bit. Oh, you, that you would have been amazing if not Jamie just good. goes. Yeah, and Arya. Not today. Causes, yeah. Yeah. And this, is, and this is what I mean about them sort of trying to have their cake and eat it. Like, Bronn shouldn't still be around. Or if he does, he sort of acts with a bit more, not integrity, but like, it just doesn't track that he'd be like, oh, I really want Highgarden. So but also, gonna... that you rock up the day after that battle. And I, I just, it just, it doesn't sit. I really hated well it. And it really, yeah, I just, you don't need peril. And, and there the was time, meant to be, and I didn't like the episode. fact that we were all meant to go, oh my God, it's the crossbow. It's like, there's no way, it just, uh, yeah. That, was it I, the one that Tyrion yeah, shot Tywin with? Yeah. That, and we were kind of meant to kind of go, oh, I get it. Oh, it's and it, the crossbow. Yeah, this, I know. I, I found that really frustrating. Yeah. Bronn Bron definitely has suffered and they don't know what to do with him. And I think if you don't know what to do with someone, kill, kill them off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really interesting stuff about like John. So virtuous. Oh, sorry, says, I just got Bronn. You would have had Bronn turn up the night before, have that conversation with them. Mm. And then taken part in the battle and died yeah. honourably saving Tyrion's life. That's what you would have done with Bronn. I think like, this just so, it just doesn't, it, it, sometimes the show, and this is mean, but sometimes it feels like it's lost some of the logic. And sometimes it feels like, I'm, I feel like I'm watching like a Guy Ritchie film. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That, like, yeah, it's that's just a it. Bit it just felt so, it felt so out of place for all three of them. And, and bear in mind that, you know, that scene started with Tyrion asking Jamie what Brienne's fanny was like. I know. At Brienne, uh, uh, I mean, no, that you, where, <laughs> this is the thing, right? It's all just a bit much. Cause it's, it's like, right now we got to go and get the Brienne and Jamie drama in there, which like, I think it's sort of sweet that they did it. Like all of the, like, she sort of like, he runs away and she's like, oh, and it, I'd misremembered. Really... Yeah. I'd misremembered all of that. I'd, in my mind, Jamie had just done a runner in the night after they'd slept together for the first time. That, yeah. I'd, I just remember what I thought at the time as well. I'd, I'd, I'd forgot that there was like a, an actual conversation about it. And, you know, I just, I, I get it. I, I, you know what? I got it a bit more this time around that I saw Jamie's turmoil. Um, and I understood more why Jamie did it. I just didn't like it still. I just kind mm. of, it really did Brienne dirty. And it was just I like, think also it's just, it would have been really powerful if he hadn't done this, like run to Cersei, gone back, run to, you know, it, he's mm. yo-yoed so much. And I think this is what I found with, um, with Bronn like betraying people it's like when you've when it this feels like it's happened before so I feel like the you don't get the the sort of pleasure from the the plot twist or the character development because it's like I just knew I mean Jamie was never going to like marry Brienne so you're sort of like oh he's going to go back to Cersei because what else is he going to do but then you know that he's not going to commit to that and I think it just feels a bit flip floppy at times. Like there's yeah. just, they, they, they're just trying to, the, the well that they're tapping to get drama is just sort of drier and drier. Um, and I think that it's that feeling that actually Harry Potter did where it was like, everyone gets a very specific ending. You know, yeah. it's like 
you've probably been wondering what Neville ha- what happened to Neville, and I'm like, not really. No. Well, he married a woman whose name is this, and she's and and then they had three children called this, this, and this, and you're like, okay, oh, and I, then I, I didn't need that. Yeah, you're probably wondering what happened to Dean, Harry's friend, for, and you're like, no, no. Well, he had four children, and then they and you're and I feel Game of Thrones did that a little bit where they're like everyone is getting like main character syndrome. Yeah, I mean there was but, a nice goodbye. I enjoyed saying goodbye to Tormund in this episode. Um, yeah. I did. I, ghost. I, Joan gives him ghost, doesn't he? Yeah. One-eared ghost. Um, yes. I forgot about that. I mean, that, that sort of, I don't know. It's, ghost like went charging in with the Dothraki. Yeah. And it was like the only thing that survived. He survived. Missed an yeah. ear. Yeah. Um, but that, that really, I sort of forgot that Tormund was like, okay, we're done now. And they, they go and hang and they just live. Yeah, and also he told, you know, he said, he said there's a bit of foreshadowing for John there as well, wasn't there? You know, you belong north. And it's like, to, to most people, this is the north. You know? Yeah, this is my old gripe with Sheffield all over again. I'm like, <laughs> it, is, it is technically the north, but it's not. But so I think for me, like, yeah, now that the White Walkers are gone, hmm. which I'm sorry, but like given that no one's been all the way up to the north, I'd be a bit like, are we sure? Are we sure they're all gone? Yeah. Are we sure we're going to... Because I'd be like, oh, I think I might... I thought Tormund could have, like, uh, the Dreadfort, like, where the Boltons were. Like, maybe he can have a castle. And, yeah. and his pals can... But he's like, no, no, I think I'd like to be in the, the coldest part of the continent where, like, yeah. some people just die from the cold. I think I'd like to go back there. Yeah. But then I thought, because the Night King's gone, is it not as cold anymore? Oh. True. True. Yeah, good know. point. Good point. But anyway, that was that. Lots of foreshadowing in there in terms of like, yeah, where John's going to end um, up. Before we get to uh, Kin's Landing, um, John and Danny, the whole uh, reveal, the Targaryen reveal, her begging him to keep it. I thought it was really good. Actually, I liked. I liked how she tried to play John, and yes where she was just basically saying, look, we can just live like this forever and just not tell anyone, you know, and, but I'll still be in charge and you have to do everything I say, you know, and where John was a bit mm. kind of like, well, I'm not sure that's, that that's the way that this is going to be. I didn't out. sign up for this. What do we think John's thinking at this point? Because there's, 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 it's brought up time and time again. He doesn't want it. He doesn't, like Varys and Tyrion yeah. always say it. Um, that, oh, he doesn't want it. It's, what does he want then? Because he doesn't seem happy with Danny's suggestion. I think people like John, and he really is Ned's, well, not son, but Ned's uh, descendant in some ways, because the job has always been the thing. Yeah. Like, that's his purpose, is to do his job. And latterly, his whole reason to be put on the earth was seemingly to defeat the Night King. Yeah. And now that that's happened, I think in this episode, we get a really good sense of his sort of slightly existential, like, well, what do I do? Because his feeling, everything he's done so far, like swearing his allegiance to Daenerys was just to get her to help fight the Night King. Yeah. Now he's kind of like, maybe the right thing to do is to be the rightful heir. And so I think, and I don't think they do a great deal to get us into his head at this point, because all we sort of see of him is how reluctant he is and how torn he is. But yeah, I think he's feeling a real sense of, I don't know what my purpose is. And I think Davos says this as well, where he's like to Tyrion, he's like, you know, Melisandre, like she, she brought this like divine power. Like we all doubted it and it came and it's gone. And like, 
what do we do now? Yeah. Like, and everyone's a bit lost, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's suddenly like not enough to just live a good life because they're like, we've all been brought into this, like we've all left our homes, our families, you know, which is where do we go? And there is this real sense of like displacement among a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is why Daenerys giving Gendry, it's like, you're going to do this now. You report to me. Yeah. Be in the Stormlands. You're a Baratheon. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the characters figure that out and that, they, they feel that. They feel that sense of like, well, now we've got to deal with Cersei, I suppose. But like, as Tormund pointed out, he's a bit like, yeah, it's not really what I was here for. I'm going to go. Yeah. You know, it feels like he can go back. But I think um, yeah. the, the thing I would say is that like we do, the, the problem with all the characters is that there's just too many, you too know, many still, room for, they, sh- they should have room kill, for, if they killed yeah. off like, seven more people the previous episode but i think like sansa's beef with daenerys is legit but like all she can do in that episode when they're all drinking is just storm off and it's like you wouldn't do that you're you're you are diplomatic you know exactly but the only way that we've got time to sort of go we can just show how pissed off she is is to have a storm off that's the quickest way to just because we yeah. haven't got time for like daenerys and sansa to, having to this like whole thing yeah Exactly. Um, yeah. The John stuff where he reveals to Arya and Sansa that he's actually a Targaryen and he's like, don't tell anyone. And then Sansa tells Tyrion, Tyrion tells Varys. It, it just happens in the space of like 10 minutes. And it's yeah. like, what? This is like a season's worth of storyline that you're just blurting out. Yeah, 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 true. And I think because actually, even though it's like a relatively slow episode, fucking a lot happened in it, didn't it? Because, we, you know, I had completely forgotten that the dragon died. The what? Sorry, that the dragon dies. That yes, completely forgotten that they that since we last saw them, uh, they built like thirty scorpions and installed them on every ship and also the entire perimeter of King's Landing. By the looks of it, um, it's one of my least like the thing about again these longer episodes but shorter seasons is that you have this like character based moment up north last of the starks like what's the next move and then they're like anyway we're all sailing over and the dragon gets shot in the face and it's like the fuck did that come from yeah you're and you know it's so you know that the one of the big like memes about this season is from this episode where you know they used to do this inside the episode and Benioff and Weiss talk about the episode mm-hmm. and they sort of go, the reason that Daenerys gets uh, surprised is Daenerys kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. And it's just like, you're flying along and you didn't see like a hundred, two hundred ships. Like, oh my God, I must have been, I, this must is have, the- I must have had to have my throne cast blinkers on for that. Wow. Yeah. That's, I'm going to just find... That's a bit crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just... Wait, can I... Is it, you know your meme, which is like the biggest archive of social... Of like Love Know Your Memes. memes. Danny kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. Danny kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet refers to a memorable quote said by the HBO-produced fantasy series Game of Thrones writer David Benioff. <laughs> Following the premiere, the quote was widely mocked and used to highlight the decreased quality of the writing in the late seasons of the series. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> While Danny kind of forgot about that. It's just yeah. really funny. Like, 
There's a very, very popular video where the quote is set to the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. <laughs> and this is what I mean. I mean, you just have the most online people and this really volatile sort of very hyper-aware like internet at the time that yeah. is just like, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. So I really hated all of that where Miss Sandy gets captured and... Yeah, I mean, Miss Sandy... I, I get Miss Sandy, you know, I kind of enjoyed the whole Dracaris moment of her. I thought it was quite a nice goodbye for her and did serve a purpose to send Daenerys mm. full t- fully Tonto. Um so, you know, she lost her. She lost her child, and 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 Miss Sande within within kind of like ten fifteen minutes. So I, I did kind of like that. I also had one of my favourite lines. There's a great line from Kyburn of all people, where Tyrion. There's that um, Tyrion and Kyburn go to have that kind of meeting on the perimeter of the wall, and uh, Tyrion's just like. We don't want to be here listening to the sound of screaming, dying children. And Kyben just goes, "Yes, that's not a pleasant sound." Oh yeah, it's just like it's like I have Kyben's thirty of them. Actually, I have thirty of them in my uh, in my in my room doing exactly that. Kyben's now. actually quite funny. Like it's quite I sassy. Like yeah, he he kind of is like he's, he sort of sounds like um yeah like a politician or something. It's all a bit campy. It's and a bit like, Jacob Rees Mogg, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I tell you the, some of the stuff that I didn't love is like the, um, there was a bit of it in episode two, which I thought was fine, but there was like the drinking games in this episode. Oh, the, the, uh. where they make, they, like, Brienne reveals that she's a virgin and it's all a bit like, would, I just, I know what they're would doing. Grown, would grown adults do that? No, they wouldn't. But, um, but I love like, um, yeah, I mean, there's some, Bits with Brienne where she's sort of teasing Tyrion. For, like, they sort of find out that he was married before Sansa, which obviously we know as being a very traumatic story. But I do think one of the things I just love is that I'm like, oh yeah, Brienne and Tyrion have like not really hung out before. Yeah. And it's I, really cool. Like I did enjoy really the after party. The after party yeah. was good. It did have very after party kind of vibes as well, didn't it? I feel bad for... Da- I do feel bad when Daenerys is... Like, Tormund's like he climbed on a dragon and flew away and he's amazing. And she's like, I've been doing that for eight years. Yeah, yeah. I was literally naked in a fire dying. That's how far I've come. Yeah. She's like, I've been, yeah, I've been through it and you guys don't care. But I also think if I was her, it's got, it's kind of got energy of like, you know, when you're, you're like the manager, like comes to the team drinks and is like, Hey guys. <laughs> What's everyone talking about? Yeah, and you're cre- like, yeah, crease like iron jeans. Yeah. yeah, exactly that. Hey guys, like, who wants to see pictures of my greenhouse? I mean, that would actually be me. That's box, me. Box being fresh like, Prada trainers that, yeah. that the wife oh has God, bought yeah. for them. Yeah, there's just an element of like, yeah, who's looking forward to casual Friday next week? <laughs> um, that I feel like she, yeah. If I was her, I'd be like, I don't care what any of you people think. I'm the fucking queen. I'm yeah, gonna go exactly. up to my like, go and have my like girlfriends would just get some wine yeah exactly play would you rather and yeah you know and we say goodbye to sam or do it do we i couldn't remember so is that the he last we see of sam do come we... back right in the okay. finale but yeah gilly's pregnant of course and john knew that by just glancing down in the way that only hollywood people do what else uh, same as we saw that with succession. um with succession, succession. with uh, caroline 
in, uh, uh, yeah, in the she church. Yeah, she just goes. She just goes. I mean, mum's, mums and daughters, I think, is very different to John looking at Gilly and going, are you pregnant? <laughs> like, Given the what? fact she had like 20 layers on anyway. It's literally, literally 20 layers it's of like It's not like Gilly's been wandering around in a spandex fucking cat suit for 10 years. But also, when, when did, when did she, like, at which point of them walking around from like it was were they like well it must have I don't been. get it when did they when did they first have a have uh, sexual intercourse oh do you think it was from when they shagged must didn't have they have it was, oh it was when there was a battle wasn't there kind of I think the night before something or other before wasn't it the battle of the did bastards? they have sex no 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 because they go to Old Town Old Town Road. I mean, that's what John, that's what Sam said is that there wasn't much to do at nights. The nights were long and reading books is boring. She can't read either, can she? It's just like, it's like, what? I'm looking at you, you just come and bang me. Babe, what's wrong? You haven't touched your weighty tomes. She's like, I can't read. I can't read. Can we have sex now? Um, Jesus. Yeah, I am. He does go, he's not in the next one though. You're right. You're right. I don't know. I can't yeah. remember. That's what I put a question mark. I can't even remember if we saw Sam again. Um, okay. Uh, I also, do you know what I wouldn't say finally? Yeah. Not finally, because we might have more to talk about, but Gendry proposing to Arya, again, feels like the kind of thing where it's like fan service. But I was like, those two are hot together. Like, they would yeah. be a great couple. And she's like, oh, I'm not a lady. I'm not going to be, you know, your like doting wife. It's just not me. But I was like, he might you not know, want her to be. These guys, yeah, she can be the man. He can be the fucking pretty himbo that, that you know, she's the one fucking he running He can just shit. make her axes all day. Yeah. But also, you know, Robert Baratheon was like Imagine a the role brute. play. Literally, yeah. That's what I thought when she went, you know, is it in episode one or two where she goes to the forge and she's like, have you made my made my weapon yet? And which he's again, like, oh. didn't, which again never went anywhere. Oh my God. Because I what remember like the analysing... It was like a staff with a dragon glass tip. Yeah, which which just we never saw. Which he's never never used before. <laughs> and we never, Do you know what it reminds we, me of? I don't think we ever saw con- it. If she does use it and it gets like broken within about five minutes oh. in, in episode three. Because oh, okay. it's it's just such a like... Wah, wah, wah. Stupid, yeah. Tell you what it reminded me of though. It actually reminded me of when I was learning to drive because I learned to drive in a <laughs> Renault Clio. As you do, yeah. Because my and my driving instructor had a Renault Clio, and then the day before my driving test, I couldn't use my um, my car. I had to use his for whatever reason. I think my mum had the car, and then the day before, he goes, "Oh my god, Chris, I totally forgot to tell you, but I've got a new car." Oh my god, no! I was like, I've literally been learning in my Renault Clio or a Renault Clio for this moment, and it was a bit like that where he goes, "Look, it's pretty similar." It's, it wasn't, yeah. It's a. It's basically uh, basically a people carrier. It's a people carrier. It was basically a people carrier. Oh my god! And I was like sat behind it, like as on the top of a big bloody tractor. But <laughs> that's what I thought when I saw. Yeah, first time. Oh, check him out! Didn't need it. There you go. But our own little. Because style. I don't believe in. I'm not a glory hogger. I'm just gonna come clean. I passed my driving test first time. I passed my theory test on the sixth time. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't get, get it. Around it. Yeah. Every time I was like one or two points off passing. Well. And you had to get 30 out of 35. I always got 29. So I had to do it six weeks in a row. Well, if you were born in 1832, like I was, there was no such thing as a theory test. They just sprung. The, the, there was no theory oh. test. I never took a theory test. 
That's they, appalling. They just sprung like five questions on you as you were doing the test. Like they just go, oh, what does it mean when there's like three chevrons, blah, blah, blah. And you have to go, oh, yeah, what's the stopping distance here? And you go, um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, diversion. I think that says but- everything that we fact that we've moved on to driving tests so seamlessly. Um, long episode. Uh, what have we got next week? We've got this. Oh my God. Oh my God. We're the doing bells. our live ones. Oh, shite. Yeah. We need we to work need out to how we're going to do that. I think we might have to, I don't think we're going to do live t- both episodes. I think we'll, um, we might have to break it down. Cause yeah, I don't could, know if I want to watch the bells live. No. Um, I don't know. It's actually, it's actually a pretty good episode. I, again, what I found is the battle episodes. I was going in with the wrong frame of mind and I've watched them and I've been like, Hmm, this is actually pretty good. And I think the bells is really intense and there's yeah. bits I don't like, but I think it's actually all right. It's just the Daenerys stuff that sticks out like a sore thumb. Okay, fine. Well, we'll um, work it out. We'll, we'll, we'll be in touch, um, everybody, on when we're going to do that because we are going to do it live. We might pre-record the bells um, and do the, the last one, uh, the Iron Throne. Uh, we'll definitely do that one live uh, for sure. Uh, but we'll be back on Monday with our final, final, final ever Sound of Succession episode, um, which I cannot wait for. Um, and chances are we will do the Game of Thrones, final Game of Thrones, a week on Monday. I think will probably be, Monday, yeah. make more yeah. sense because we want to give se- Succession uh it's it's due and also we want to give you guys uh, that are listening for the thrones um rewatches enough time as well we don't want to don't do a job badly don't wanna, don't wanna rush through it no we don't we don't we don't want to trip over before we get to the end correct amundo let's see if we had any comments from last week's episode just before we go uh, uh a few comments what have we got here Christina, who was Azor Ahaya? Um, Great question. That's a very good question. Never got answered. Some people think it was John. Some people think it was uh, Arya. Daenerys. Yeah, Arya. There's a case to be made for Arya, I think, after this. But I think also you just have to ignore all the previous details about who Azor Ahaya is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But this is what I mean about, like, you just wouldn't introduce that so heavily if you didn't know if you knew it was not going to get resolved yeah you know uh ronnie hey ronnie how you doing mate uh said uh and i think in regards to what we we're asking about uh, targaryens being outsiders uh as far as i know any targaryen is classed as a foreign invader from valyria regardless of where they are born right that makes sense that, um, makes sense. that is really harsh though really harsh really uh, racist said we have some of the best produce in the world you should come down here and enjoy it sometime are they referring to us talking about australia australia thanks for when i was like trying to remember what the sort of like pineapples what is their, like, na- do they, did you say do, do they have pineapples in australia i think was your great quote i was like i just was trying to figure out i was so tired <laughs> It's like, what is their native fruit? What's the thing <laughs> that Australia is known for? And I would say it's either kiwi or bananas. Or, um, yeah. 
It was Howland Reed who took out Dane, not Robert. At least that's what the show showed, lol. Uh, again, reliving it again through your eyes makes me appreciate it more than I did originally. Good. That's what we're here for. Yes. The long night, the long light needed bigger consequences. Honestly, I thought the Night King crushed Arya's neck. Wouldn't that have been a more realistic ending if she died, but killing him as well? She really had no impact for the rest of the season. Not even a phase change. Let me know what time your live watch will be. It's Melbourne yeah. time here. She never does a phase change again. Well, she did. Um, the last one was with uh, Walder Frey. Yeah. But was that... Was that, does a that of a shame. Is that because she ticked off everyone on her list? No, because Cersei was on her list. Cersei's on there. And the Hound. And the Hound was still on there. Yeah. I think next episode is kind of the big thing where the Hound says to her, you don't want to go down this path. You've got to let go mm. of the anger. You've got to let go of... Yeah. It's going to eat you up and it won't be pretty. And that's, you know, a rejection of that. But then you think, well, you did train. It's sort of like you're doing a hairdressing course at college and then never cutting a fucking yeah never cutting it's a anyone's good point. hair it's a good point i mean you know maybe there was a cut scene somewhere where she had put the face of a white on or the face of a white walker maybe who knows who knows i think also i honestly thought going into it she was gonna it was gonna be um brattic the night king was gonna kill bran and then it's like actually aria but then she wouldn't have the mark he can only trace him because of the mark on his arm really looking forward to um Doing episode five. I yes. think the episodes that are that I was less fond of are more interesting to talk about. Good. Um, I feel like I just want to say last of the Starks before we go. I feel like because I don't really because it, it's, it's got a lot of problems. I feel like we didn't get super into it. Um, but I just yeah I don't know. It's there's just so much, it's just too much to talk about almost, isn't it? Yeah, and nothing was really feels like nothing was really done properly either. Yeah maybe anyway anyway there we go 60 percent, 66 percent in the way 66 percent uh so, lovely stuff yeah until next time guys thanks so much for listening get in touch dragoncast underscore pod on twitter or dragoncast at daftdoris.com and uh we will see you for the final 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 ever game of thrones rewatch uh, until we go back and do house of the dragon in about six months time uh yeah. <laughs> until then dracaris my friend dracaris if you'd like to get involved in the podcast, just head over to Twitter at DragonCast underscore pod or email DragonCast at DaftDoris.com and leave us your Easter eggs, predictions and thoughts on the show. You can also watch this episode over on our YouTube channel. Just search for DragonCast Jamie East. Any support, whether it's a follow, a share, a mention to your friend on the bus or a tattoo on your backside is very much appreciated. DragonCast is hosted by me, Jamie East, along with Chris Mandel and is a Daft Doris production. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.